welcome to this episode of Messy Can't Stop Her, the podcast where we share the stories of women's resilience through chaos, crisis, and the challenges of life. I am your host, Judith Cambia Obatusa, J.K.O. First of all, I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who just found Messy Can't Stop Her and is here for the first time. Thank you for choosing this podcast out of the thousands available. I am looking forward to joining and learning together with you. And for my old reliables, those who have been here before, thank you for returning. I appreciate your support and your input through reviews and messages about the episodes. So on today's episode, we'll be delving a little bit more into our conversation on forgiveness. Last week, Donna Fairhurst shared her journey to healing through radical forgiveness. This week, I invite us to look at why forgiveness matters. Let us start with definitions, simple definitions. What do these words actually mean in simple simple terms? This week, we're going to focus on forgiveness. What does forgiveness mean? According to the Greater Good magazine of Berkeley University, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. This does not mean glossing over, denying, condoning, excusing, or forgetting what they've done. It also does not mean reconciling with the person who harmed you or releasing them from legal accountability where that is required. It simply means a decision that you've taken to let go, to let go of the bitterness that the memories of what they've done bring to your heart, to let go of the pain that could linger for generations. And it also means that you have a choice. Do I allow what this person have done to, has done to me to degrade me? Or can I choose to be elevated by this pain? In other words, can I choose to become a better version of who I am from this pain? One thing about forgiveness is it is a decision. It is not something that comes easily. It is hard. Why am I talking about forgiveness on Mexican Stopper? Where we have been talking in the last couple of months about domestic violence. Because it's because many times 
over time in a domestic abuse situation, bitterness and resentment build up. The person who is being victimized in the relationship does not have the opportunity to express their feelings. Their feelings are not even validated should they even express them. They don't matter. They don't count. They are mistreated. So it is normal for resentment and bitterness to build up when they are still in the relationship, even when they leave the relationship. That's why you see people who have left a relationship for a decade or more, or even decades, and they cannot bring themselves to talk about that person. They can't bring themselves to, to say any, I mean, to hear the person's name being spoken or anything about the person. Sadly, Imagine how that impacts the children where there are children in that relationship. The thing about not forgiving, the, the, the important, why forgiveness? One other reason why forgiveness matters is that if we have children, it can move into the next generation. And the longer we stay not letting go, the father, the negative impact on ourselves and on others. And if we have children, on our children. So this is an important conversation for us to have, especially as women who may be going through a negative life situation or have gone through and are trying to heal. You are forgiven for yourself. You are forgiven for yourself. It is not for the other person. Another thing about forgiveness is it is not something that you can do in the, in a moment. You have to work through the situation. You have to grieve the situation. For example, if you are in a marriage relationship and the person has been unfaithful, you have to grieve. Whatever the offense is, there is that pain that you have to work through. And one way to work through that is by talking about it. Psychologists also advise that talking through it does not mean vomiting it everywhere. That is one thing that I'm beginning to learn more and more of. Don't talk about the pain everywhere. Don't talk about that challenge everywhere. You have to talk with certain people And if you're not sure who is a safe space, then talk to a therapist. It's a professional relationship. I know for someone like me who had to get to learn this and many people, especially, you know, many people, I used to think it was an African, people that are black, 
we don't like psychologists, but many whites too that I've met do not like having to talk about their issues with strangers. But you're not doing it for the stranger, you're doing it for yourself. And it's a safe space. You know that this stranger, this therapist, is not going to take your issue and use it against you or use it outside the space where you both are in. It's a safe space. So if you are having difficulty working through the grief, the pain, it's best to talk to someone. Because without working through that grief, you cannot really forgive. It will come back from time to time. A pastor that really, really helped me, his name is Pastor Ayo Daniels. Many years ago, actually decades, he told me something. He said, there is a principle called the principle of advanced forgiveness, where you have made up your mind to forgive before the act occurs. And when I was in a very terrible time in my relationship, I had to practice that. I had to make up my mind to forgive before the act occurred. The truth is that when we go into relationships, we go into relationships many times with positive hopes for the future. And when it doesn't work out, we are deeply disappointed. However, we have to prepare ourselves that the people we're dealing with are humans. The Bible tells us that the heart of man is evil and desperately wicked. On a normal day, humans are not good. It is when we have been exposed to things like faith, and other experiences that we learn to be better. And that brings me to something that I read this morning. Jack Confield is a psychologist and a Buddhist psychologist. He said, you don't have to be loyal to your suffering. Some of us, we want to hold on to the pain of the, of the offense for example, if you're in a domestic violence situation or you've left it, generally, you are not advised to forgive. You are advised to remember so that you don't go back. You're advised to, wow, how can you forgive such a thing? For example, when Hillary Clinton forgave her husband's indiscretions, so many people still hate her today for doing that. But psychologists who have studied forgiveness advise us to let go of the suffering. Let go of the pain. There are two things that can happen to you when you're hurt. When you're hurt emotionally, when somebody has offended you. You can be, you can be brought down into the doldrums. Or you can, your life can be elevated. So in suffering, there is, there is a, an opportunity for growth. There's an opportunity for progress. There's an opportunity for being lifted. So what do you choose? Do you choose to dwell on the pain and not let 
go so that you can remember and maybe take vengeance on this person who does not deserve your forgiveness? Or do you choose to let go? Let go for the sake of your health. Let go for the sake of your destiny. Let go for the sake of the generations coming through you or that have come through you. The beauty of forgiveness is when you look at all the holy books, they all talk about the importance of forgiveness. In Islam, the Quran, for Christians, the Bible, for the Jews or those who practice Judaism, the Torah, for Hindus, the Vedas, the Buddhists, holy texts, and many other religions of the world. There is no holy book I'm aware of that encourages us to hold on to grudges. And maybe you say you're not religious, so that doesn't really apply to you. But the psychologists, some of them have made it their life study to study forgiveness and unforgiveness. And from their studies, many, many data confirms that forgiveness is important is important. So what are you going to do when your life is in this place of pain and you're living through the impact of someone else's misdeeds? For example, in the events when you eventually leave the person and they still punish you in the process of the divorce or separation, it turned your, your kids, your children against you. What do you do? What do you do? Do you, do you hold on to this pain that can kill you? When I was in my bad situation in my relationship, one thing that I used to pray about is I didn't want to lose my compassion. There's something about me. I'm compassionate. I have empathy. Actually, I'm an empath. I didn't want to lose the essence of who I was because I knew that bitterness changes a person and I didn't want to be changed. I didn't want to be changed. And I want to keep my loving heart. I want to keep my loving heart. So, for my sake... I could not hate people. I cannot hate people. That's true. I can't. Try as I may, people that have really hurt me, I forgive them. People that have done terrible things to me, I still forgive them. And when I say it, they don't believe it because they know in their hearts what they are doing. But I don't even have to say it. I act it. I show that I've forgiven. I do it for myself because I could not. Holding people in my heart really hurts me. And I just want to be free. That's one of the things that forgiveness does for you. 
it gives you freedom. It gives you freedom. And I want to let you know that forgiveness is a process. When I used to pray that God, please don't let me change. Don't let bitterness become my person. When I used to pray that prayer, I still had moments when I would be so pained. When I open my mouth, it's all bitter thoughts, bitter things that come out. And I still kept praying. And I go back to God and I pray and I'm asking God, help me. I don't want to be this person. And gradually, gradually, I saw myself beginning to forgive. And sometimes people say, oh, you forgive the unforgivable. If you don't forgive the unforgivable, the unforgivable will kill you. You may not kill you physically. It will kill you in a way that you're not living the best life that you can. Another thing is, the truth is, sometimes, like I said, it's not easy. Sometimes you can't forgive by yourself. That's why working through the grief, talking to somebody is important. You can't do it by yourself. Actually, we were not meant to go through life alone. We were not meant to go through life alone. So if you think about the fact that forgiveness helps you as a person and the lightness of your heart when forgiveness happens in a place where forgiveness is not deserved, it will help you. So one of the things I learned is the fact that you can't share with everyone and you can't not share. So there's a balance. According to Fred Luskin, a forgiveness expert, he's all about forgiveness. He's a pioneer in the science and practice of forgiveness. He says, you don't spill your gods to everybody and you don't spill your gods to nobody. So you have to have a balance. You can't talk about it all the time. And one of the ways that I knew that, that my forgiveness was still a process, was still being processed, was the fact that it was like an obsession. It was all I thought about. What this person had done to me, what this person is doing to me, was all I thought about, was all I thought about every day, every minute. And so I happened on um, one lady, Elizabeth Klein, and um, and she said that she was obsessed with her husband, her ex-husband, her abusive husband. And when she used the word obsession and defined it, I realized that I was obsessed. When all I think about is 24-7, 24 hours, seven days a week, I am thinking about this person every minute, every second, thinking about what they've done to me, thinking about what I will say to them. I used to be that child that, that person, not a child, even as an adult, when something happens, I don't have the words for it. But after I'm like, why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say this? So I'm constantly rehashing things. And that's what I did 24 hours, seven days a week, every single second. 
until I had to learn this. When I read this uh, woman's article, I was not like, wow, I am really, really having a problem here. This is not right. How can I put somebody in my heart 24 hours? Is there nothing else for me to do with my life? The person doesn't even give a damn about me. The person is treating me badly. So what am I gaining by keeping them in my mind, in my thoughts at all times? And so I learned to let go. So apart from talking to people, books, there are books, there are articles. And now we have social media. We can Google it and get information. Please, I just want to end this conversation by saying, don't sit in it. If anybody is telling you, oh, they don't deserve your forgiveness, people say that in different ways. Think about your life. Think about what you want. Now, that brings into some one other thing I wanted to, I wanted to say. One thing that also helped me in my journey to forgiveness, my forgiveness journey, and it's continued to help me because the thing is that offenses don't end until life ends. Even our own children will offend us. Friends who we thought were helping us through our painful moments will offend us. People who were very close to us suddenly betray us. One thing that helped me is the story of the Israelites and God in the Bible. Always think about it, how the Israelites did everything God said not to do. Sometimes they even turned their back on God. They cursed God. They did terrible things. And then God will get really mad at them and then come back again and say, come, let us reason together. If your sins be as red as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. God continued to reach out. And in the case of children, that's one of the things that I've learned. And that is God forgiven. He forgave the things that we would say unforgivable. God said, do not kill your children. Do not give them a sacrifice. Because some, some kind of people worship by killing their kids and all of that. And these people went and were doing it. Even though God had given them so things that were abominable, they did. But he forgave them. And then when I think about the fact that Jesus came and he didn't do anything and he was crucified and yet he forgave us while on the cross, he said, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. The truth is that when people know better, they will do better. Most people don't know what they're doing. The abuser could have a happier home if he didn't abuse his wife. He could have a more prosperous family if he did not abuse his significant order, but he did it. He, for some reason, his brain cannot grasp that. And so that's one of the things that you do to help yourself to forgive. When you consider the fact that the person doesn't know everything and the worst thing of all, people don't know what they don't know and they don't even accept that there are things that they don't know. Some people, not everyone. And when you're dealing with people like that, you can only pray. Pray for yourself that you will be able to get past the offenses and forgive. And pray for them that they will be able to see beyond their myopic view and their, you know, closeted view of what they think life is and are doing these terrible things to others. 
So today, I just want to encourage you, if you're listening and you're in a, in a painful situation, you forgive for yourself. Do it because you are worth it. Do it because your future actually depends on it. Do it because this suffering will elevate you and not break you. I can say this because of myself. And I've seen this in many other lives. And now psychologists are telling us this too. I'm even saying now these things, some of these studies have been done over decades before 2022. So if you're in that place of pain, don't let your suffering define you. Let it build you up. And that's it. Don't become the, the epitome of suffering, but be the epitome of the good that can come out of suffering. If you have any thoughts about this, I would love to hear from you. How do you, how do you handle of when you're hurt and when the person isn't, isn't even deserving of forgiveness? How have you, how have you dealt with it? I'd love to hear from you. Please DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know your thoughts about this. How have you addressed painful situations that seemed impossible? I'd love to hear your story. So today we talked about forgiveness. Next week, we're going to be talking about unforgiveness. The price of unforgiveness. This week is about why forgiveness matters. And next week we'll be talking about the price of unforgiveness. Because the thing is, life is not easy for many of us. The human experience can be very traumatic. But it can also be very terrific when we refuse to let suffering be all that we are. When we allow our suffering to move us forward by acknowledging that, yes, we've been hurt. But no, we will not stay in that hurt. And when we do this, messy won't stop us. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.